Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm Chuck Peters, your host, and I'm here with my friend and uh, engineer, Trey Garza. Hello. Hey, are you an engineer? Can uh, we call you that now? I guess, yeah, you can, you can call me Engineering. That. <laughs> you, production has a very different world of terminologies and things like that. It does. So. It's because mm-hmm. you have to be creative and technical, both sides. Mm-hmm. So I came from the creative side of that, and I was never like an engineer. Yeah. But you, you are functioning as an engineer. Which is yeah. kind of cool. Because I used to have a job as a production engineer. Yeah. And I never technically engineered anything. I think of the train engineers, you know. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's an engineer? It's the guy who drives a train. Uh-huh. And apparently somebody who builds bridges. But that's a whole Has different like coal story. all over the face. And... <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? Like Thomas the Train? Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Sir Topham Hat. Oh, man. that's My kids watched all those shows. Did you watch Thomas as a kid? Yes, I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Was Did you like Thomas as a kid? I didn't. I was freaked out by his face. I uh, was too. <laughs> that, and then JJ the Jet Plane. Yeah. Same problem. Yeah, same it thing. It was the weird They're, faces on, on a vehicle. They shouldn't be on a vehicle. Yeah. It yeah. just freaked me out. No wonder our generation is so messed up. <laughs> it's, it's because of these weird shows. Who comes up with these things? Yeah. Before that, we had Teletubbies when my kids were little, little. Teletubbies. The same kind of concept. Just lollipop, on a, with a t- TV in your stomach. I'm like, I'm going to love this show. I love TV. <laughs> but that, it was just a little strange. It was a little strange. Oh, well, there's there's strangeness out there. Well, we are talking, this is our second episode in our Healthy Habits series. And so welcome we back. have eight Healthy Habits. Yeah, welcome back from episode one. If you guys missed episode one, go back and check that out in this series, episode in the series. Last time we shared two Healthy Habits. We talked about getting off the treadmill and we talked about setting your focus, checking your vision and, uh, and how it's important that we maintain those things. And so we're going to continue that series today as we talk about two more healthy habits. I shared with you that um, I went in for that health assessment a couple years ago and got the really bad checkup on the blood pressure and the different things. And they had me go sit in the dark room Mm -hmm. all by myself. And for me, I don't know about you, again, I'm a high energy person. It's really hard for me to sit still. Do you have, like, are you able to rest not really. My mind's always going about something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah my and brain I, doesn't shut off. I think we're not alone in that, right? I think a lot, especially people who are driven people, people right. who are leaders in ministries, hello listeners, we tend to be people who go, 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 go. Yep. We have to, to get things done because there's so much to do. If it's not one thing, it's another. Right, exactly. And, and another, and another, and another. We've, um, here at Lifeway, we have had, we're a values-driven organization, which is a great thing about being here. One of the values that we have is, or that we have had in our history of our culture, is to do one more thing. Now, when you think about that value, do one more thing, I, that can take on a couple connotations, right? Well, one of them is go the extra mile. Yeah. And I think that from that point of view, that's a really good thing to do as believers, right? If if someone asks you to walk a mile in their shoes, walk two or whatever it is, right? However, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> whatever, I may have messed that up, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You, if they ask you to carry their their, uh, what's that thing? Uh, the, your, your stuff oh, yeah. uh, for a mile, you go to. We, yeah. we do the extra mile. Right. And so from that point of view, it's good for us as a part of our Christian lives to be givers to others, to to do more than what's asked for. And I think we should always look to exceed expectations in how we serve. But there comes a point or there can come a point for, for many of us who are super nice people and also super capable people and also super driven people 
where we can't say no to things, mm-hmm. where we take on more and more and more, and all of a sudden we're overloaded because we're doing things that we 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 burden ourselves down yeah. with all the stuff. Yeah. And when that happens, it can be easy to be distracted. And so my my next healthy habit is not maybe not what you think. Okay. So you might think is don't take on too much. That's not where I'm going with that. That okay. may come later. We'll see. <laughs> this next one is to practice presence. Practice presence. And so as we engage wherever we are, we need to be where we are. So with our with our phones, we've all experienced this. Mm-hmm. It's possible for me while I'm at the office. First of all, we carry our phones everywhere. Right? Yeah, we always have them. Where? We put them on the desk, sometimes face down because we feel like that's more proper if we're in a meeting or with someone. It's, I, it's I'm not. realizing more and more it's really not. We Whenever we have our phone on our hand or in, on the table in front of us, that it, it says to the person we're with that there's someone or something more important than them that could pop up. Right. And if it does, I'm going to take that. Right. Uh, worse yet is if, if the phone rings and you look at it and you're like, pick it up and you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm not going to take that. You're like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. We're, I'm right in front of you. So, but this idea of practicing presence can be really difficult because we tend to be, when I'm at the office, I can be worried about what's happening at home mm-hmm. and distracted by something happening with my wife or my kids where I'm, my phone is pulling me away so I'm not fully engaged where I am at the office. Yeah. Likewise, when I'm at home, and I need to be with my family, I can be distracted by things that are happening at the office through my phone. Yeah. And so I'm never really fully where I am. And so the, the downside of that is we find ourselves in a place where we don't have true connection with humans who mm. are right in front of us. Yeah. And so this habit of practicing presence, be where you are, is a hard one. And so in order to do that, there's a few practical steps. The first one is we need to figure out how to de- decrease distractions. Mm-hmm. So that distraction is a strategy of Satan. I, I fully believe it is because he seeks to distract, disrupt, um, um, divide, and destroy. And so he wants to damage our relationships. He doesn't want us to have good connection. Why? Because discipleship happens in relationship. Yeah. And so if we build good relationships, look people in the eyes and have connection and conversation, we are likely to have an influence on them spiritually, where if we even have that desire, but we are distracted by stuff so that when we're with them, we're not really there. They're talking to us. Have you ever had that conversation with somebody where you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> They're talking and you're sort of present, listening. but you're really not listening. Right. <laughs> and then, or maybe you're listening about what you're going to say instead of listening to what they're saying. Yeah. You're like planning your response. Like, when do I jump in and say the point that I was going to say? <laughs> and we do that. Yeah. And we're, we don't listen. And so the practicing presence could be, don't get distracted by your phone, but it also could be, be intentional in the moment when you're with somebody and look for ways to decrease distractions. Yeah. So we know when we're in, in our ministry settings, we have less time with kids than we've ever had before. So what used to be the regular, the norm, would be if someone attended church three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, that's yep. what it meant to be a regular. Yeah. Did you have that as part of your childhood? Growing up, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And whenever the doors are open, you're there, yeah. right? That's what that's what it was a regular. Now, if someone is at church three times a month, we consider them a regular. Yeah. And many kids are only there every other week. And so you may only have them two times a month. And when they are there, you may not be the one in the room with them. They may be with a different leader or in a different setting where you're, you don't have that time to build relational connection. Yeah. And so relationship is, is the foundation for discipleship. And if, if we're distracted by things that need other things that pull us away, that prevent us from having that interaction during that very limited time, 
that time that we have face to face is so important. We can't let anything distract us when that's happening. Mm. And so we need to be aware of the tendency for things to come up that could be distractions yeah. and throw them off. You know, so Paul talks about throwing off every hindrance. We, we, we get rid of the things that would weigh us down and burden us down. And as we talk about setting our focus, we need to make sure that when we are with people, in real time that we are actually present in that conversation. That's good. And in that situation. I mean, when was the last time you got in an elevator and there was just dead silence so you pull out your phone so that it, they're Yeah, with other people. Other yeah. people are there, but everybody's on their phone. Right. Man, we've I've been in <laughs> at, at venues or, or activities at church where you you enter into a room and no one is talking and engaging with each other because everyone is on their phone doing something in the same space but yep. not together. Right. Some of them may be texting each other yeah. <laughs> five feet away, Yeah. but they're not having human interaction. We Kids today are, they say, the loneliest generation that we've ever had. And yet, so we're, we're more connected than ever through social media to more people. We have more, right. quote, friends, but no real friends. Yeah. And so that level of intimacy is missing. And so for us, as we seek to mentor and to disciple and to minister to people, we have to build real human engagement with them. So the first part of being where you are, practicing presence, is to decrease distractions. The next part is to increase interactions. Okay. And so we're, we're not only looking to not be pulled away, we need to look to make opportunities to have intentional interactions with kids. Now, what do you say about those introverters out there that are going to feel real uncomfortable to try to go and Sure. Yeah, it's I mean that may look different for different people. So this may not mean that I'm uh you know um having this super intense conversation with every single person or or that I'm up on the on the stage you know doing some goofy thing. Right. But everybody introvert or otherwise can take this for introverts it's not that they don't like to interact with people. Right. It's that Interacting with people after a period of time is depleting for them rather than energizing to them. And so it may take effort to do this. I'm not promising this is easy. (laughs) What I'm promising is it's worth it. Mm, And there's a big difference. So if you are introverted or not, you need to know kids' names. Know their names. And when they come in, make a point to look them in the eye and call them by name. Hey, um, hey, Bailey, I'm so glad you're here today. Hey, Isaac, man, it's good to see you. Hey, Annabelle, I'm so glad you're here. And that doesn't take much time at all. But it makes a world of difference. But I'm not in the back of the room fussing with the photocopy machine or trying to sweep something up or, or handing out a piece of paper. There's those things that need to be done. I can give those things a time to do those things and allocate time that is not my interaction time. Mm. But to, in order to increase interactions, I need to be aware that my time with those kids is limited. And when they are there in front of me, I need to be there with them yeah. and be present. So increasing interactions, part of that could mean um, we, we need to look for opportunities to interact with every single child every single week in a personal way. That can be high-fiving everyone at the door. That's a moment, but it's an interaction. Yeah. And so I don't have like a set number, how much time or what certain <laughs> things to say. And I think for all of us, we're at a different place. Some of you are already high-fiving everybody at the door. Yeah. So my question would be, what's your next mile marker? How do you do that a little better, a little more intentionally, right. a little more intimately in the conversation? Um, we, we need to know our kids. Not knowing their names is the first part, but we also need to know their situations, yeah. know their concerns, know their family situation, ask how we can pray for them, follow up when they tell us something last week, 
ask them about it the next week. Yeah. You know, where we're looking to have a better quality of interaction in addition to a quantity of interaction. LifeWay's VBS 2020 Concrete and Cranes teaches kids to build on the love of Jesus. As always, you can count on LifeWay's VBS for trustworthy, gospel-centered content that's developed and vetted by experts. No matter the size of your church, every aspect of Concrete and Cranes is customizable to fit your needs and your capabilities. With resources to engage the whole family and content that continually points to Jesus, Concrete and Cranes VBS will help you reach your community and help kids uncover the truth that he who began a good work in them will be faithful to carry it on to completion. To learn more, go to lifeway.com VBS, where you can download free samples of the program materials and join our free directors club. All this and more at lifeway.com VBS. And the next part of this is to optimize opportunities. So we're, we're practicing presence by decreasing distraction, by increasing interaction. And now we're going to look to op- op- optimize opportunities for interaction. And so what that might mean is, and, and we have other people to interact with that are not just kids. We also need to interact with moms and dads, with grandparents, with caregivers, whoever's bringing that child to our ministry. There's that moment when they drop off. There's that moment when they pick up. And here again, if I'm distracted or if I'm not looking to optimize my moment to interact with them, I may be off in a back corner of the room when they're coming up to the desk and there's no interaction with that, mm. that, that person at all. Yeah. And so when I'm aware of the schedule and when my intent, my focus is on the importance of interaction, I'm going to look to find better, even better places to stand so, for instance, if I'm, you know, if our uh, kids ministry is at the end of a hallway, uh, I can stand way at the far back end of that hallway and only interact with those who come all the way down the hall. Right. Or I can position myself at the intersection with the other hallway and I can talk to everyone who comes past me. Yeah. And just to be seen and present and make eye contact and have a smile and to tell them, oh, you you know what? Your little girl is so sweet. We're so glad to have her in our ministry. That, just that little bit goes so far with people. But oftentimes we find ourselves like Martha rather than like Mary, where mm. we are busy. We're working hard. We want to show that we're working and, and so we miss the opportunity, though, to have a real personal, in-depth, quality interaction. Yeah, man. And so we need to know at every moment, what is our present purpose? Okay. So there's this time and a season for everything. And so, yes, there's a time for you to sweep up. There's a time for you to pass out papers. There's a time for you to make copies. There are always will be fires to put out. So there's another thing there, right? Because I can be very intentional about saying, I, I intend at 1045, I'm going to position myself in this perfect location in the building so I can greet everyone and do this. And then somebody comes to me and says, oh, something happened and I don't have this or the, the DVD player won't work. Can you help me? Those are the kind of things that when you realize, know your present purpose, it can be really good for you to have a prioritization of those yeah. purposes. To be like, you know what? During this time, I should not be the tech troubleshooter. During this time, I should not be the photocopier. During this, and so you may need to delegate somebody. Yeah. So one of the ways that we can elevate in our roles is to delegate and empower other people. So you may need to have somebody who's a tech person anticipate that problem. Certainly, if it happens once. Make a plan for it the next time so you don't have to deal with it every time. Yeah. So that you can have the human interaction that we need it. I was that tech guy. Yeah. You were. <laughs> See, and that's awesome. And guys, you have trays in your church. 
there are young guys. They may be middle schoolers. They may be high schoolers. They may be college students. They may. Uh, there are people in your church. They may be older gentlemen who or, or girls uh, who um, who have technical. Uh, prowess yeah. and knowledge and expertise. Who would love? They may not be the kind of person to teach children or you know uh, play dodgeball with them or whatever. But there may be people who are, who have uh, a giftedness in working with media that could be there to help with those sorts of things. Yeah, I just worked with uh, this church this past month, and they had a 16 year old that would get off of school and come program lights for them yes. for the weekends, and he was. Absolutely phenomenal. And at as a 16, young person, yeah. yeah, the things that he's learning through the opportunities that he's got at his church is going to turn into a career for him. He's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I met him too, and Way he was more just as amazing. a sixteen-year-old than I was. That's yes, for sure. And kids are more and more technologically savvy. The problem is, as adults, we're we're less and less technologically savvy. Right. So, but what that could mean is you may have, and this is just one example. But the point being, d- decreased distractions increase opportunities to have the right sort of interactions that you want to have. Yeah, because I'm sure if someone was paying attention to the technology, they didn't find this kid who was in the back looking at all of the gadgets and stuff like that, and they had an intentional conversation with him. And look where he is now. And so. we just talked recently. We had an episode with Logan Meek where we talked about how, what, what sort of expectations to set for your volunteers. And one of those is that they would engage in intentional conversation. Yeah. The point of, yes, we need to teach kids. Yes, we want to mentor and disciple kids. But so much of that happens not during the teaching time. It happens when we have a catalytic conversation in a hallway or in between service times when we're just waiting. And, and you just have a conversation. And so yeah. if we are distracted... We, we can miss that. And so it's important that we choose to set our focus manually so that we can practice presence. So certainly put your phone down for all your leaders. Ministry areas should be a no phone zone. We don't want to have any technology that distracts us. Um, and then we want to be intentional about those interactions. Yeah. So there's healthy habit number three. All right. Number four, we talked about running cross country last time yeah how my son tyson turned into a runner that i had no clue. amazing athlete did you ever do hurdles i didn't nope i wasn't tall enough yeah i <laughs> i know i remember doing hurdles like in grade school just to like the, i don't know something in gym class and it was a disaster because you like trip and fall and you skin your knee and you're all messed up but uh when I, tyson also ran track he didn't do hurdles but man watching hurdlers is that's a special kind of runner yeah to leap over those things it's have, amazing have you seen like the olympics like a, a straight vision from them from like the front and their no. whole like upper oh, yeah. body like doesn't, it doesn't move, move at all. Just their legs go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like <laughs> a shock absorber. It's amazing. Um, so w- with those runners, they know the hurdles are there. Right. right. So they have a distinct advantage as opposed to if we just ran a race where we randomly threw hurdles in front of people. <laughs> right. So the hurdlers, they know even the spacing between hurdles so they can get their stride, 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 leap, stride, 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 leap, whatever that is. Yeah. They know it. Now, imagine that race where you didn't know the hurdle was coming. And, then it just and there's just up. a guy on <laughs> a truck you know, who's riding and he's just throwing things in front of you. And as they come, you got to jump over them. So that's a little bit more what real life is like. That might be interesting to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we. OK, so my next healthy habit, this is healthy habit number four, is this. It is expect obstacles. Expect obstacles. So I don't know why, but it's true for all of us that we expect everything to go smoothly. Most of the times in ministry, when things go wrong, we're surprised. 
We're like, well, why did the media not work? We talked just about having somebody come troubleshoot something. How come it doesn't work? Ah!" And we're not prepared for it to not work, and so we panic. Yeah. And when a child acts difficult in a in a setting, um, if they're having a hard time with something and it becomes disruptive, we're irritated and we're surprised. Well, that shouldn't happen. But the truth is. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you to test you as if something unusual were happening. Mm. This, this idea that obstacles should be expected is all through Scripture. Yeah. So you think about, um, about James when it talks about, in James chapter 1, count it all joy if you encounter various trials. No. No. When, when you encounter various trials. You will encounter various trials, not one not various trials, and they're going to come at you. And so when they do, our response is not to be surprised, but to count it as joy, not to be irritated. Second Timothy 3.12 says that the godly will be persecuted. Matthew 5.12 says they, they persecuted the prophets. They're going to persecute you too. John 15, 18, the, the world isn't going to love you. And, and in Ephesians 5, 12, uh, we, or 6, 12, we, we learn that the, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities of darkness. Yeah. And so we, we have an enemy. We, we are ministering to children, and Satan hates children, and he hates families. Mm-hmm. And he has always sought to destroy them. You go back to the days of Moses when God had this plan to redeem his people from slavery and, and Pharaoh is throwing babies, having babies killed and thrown into the Nile. We look at the time when Jesus is born and the king is killing babies to try to prevent him from being born. And if we look at our culture today, um, you know, all, all through the Bible, you see um, people sacrificing children to Baal. Yeah. And, uh, and now uh, the world that we live in, the, the value of life of the unborn is so low that it's funded by the government yeah. in many places. Uh, Satan hates kids. And mm. so children's ministry can be fun, but it is not a game. Mm-mm. And so we need to remember that although we may be on a playground, we are really on a battleground. Wow. And um, it, uh, we're at war. We have an enemy. And that enemy will stop at nothing to prevent kids from coming to Jesus. Yeah. And so we need to have a more a realistic expectation of the situation. We need to be we need to realize that while we're going to have fun and children's ministry needs to be fun. If it's not fun, not shame on engaged. us. Yeah. Shame on us. It needs to be fun. Kids are fun. Kids leaders are fun. The most fun people you ever can hang with is a whole bunch of kids leaders when you get together. Yep. It's super fun. They know how to be fun Come when to camp, being right? And, you, and yes, and hang out and you will have a great time. However, we also know and part of setting our focus is we need to remember that what we're doing is really serious business and we will not be without opposition. And so when those difficult things happen, why are we surprised, right? We need to be prepared to know that they're coming. Now we can make a plan. Um, so knowing that we're at war, the word tells us to put on the full armor of God, right? And we, we gear up for that. And so guys, we need to go into our ministry times geared up and ready for battle when we go. We can't just go in uh, with our head in the clouds and, you know, it's not rainbows and butterflies, although you may have those on your walls and that's okay, but it's not all rainbows and butterflies. This is a battleground um, over our kids. We would never turn our kids loose to go to go play in an actual battlefield if there were real bullets flying around, yeah. but there are real bullets flying around in yeah. the spiritual realms. Mm-hmm. There's a real battle going on and, and the souls of our kids are at stake and we're on the front lines. And so we need to uh, expect those obstacles 
and make a plan so that when they come, we are not thrown, right? Because what happens is something goes wrong and we lose our train of thought and all of a sudden we become distracted. We lose our focus. We're no longer intentionally interacting with people. We're no longer practicing presence. And all of a sudden we've, we've lost that limited time that we have with our kids because we didn't know our present purpose. Wow. And so all of these healthy habits tie together as you work through them and you'll see how they weave together and really work together. Um, so expect obstacles, be where you are, set your focus, get off the treadmill. Those are our first four healthy habits. And wow. we'll come back next episode with a couple more. Absolutely. We'll keep going. Well, thank you, listeners. I appreciate you listening in. Trey, thanks for talking. Yeah, no problem. It's kind of fun talking through these things. Um, listeners, practice those healthy habits. You can do it. If you're looking for resources to help you in your ministry, please check out lifeway.com. We have all kinds of great things on the website. It is the place to order. If you're looking for VBS, free shipping on any order over $50 at lifeway.com slash VBS. Make your orders there. It's a really awesome thing. And guys, we would love to interact with you in person. Every October, we gather for our Etch Family Ministry Conference here in Nashville. Trey's going to be there. Yep. Yep, Me too. Can. I'll be there too. We'll probably be podcasting, or at least one of us will. One of us. Um, so come to Nashville, attend Etch. We would love to meet you and greet you and spend time talking with you. And, and we'd love to practice presence by having an interaction with you intentionally. <laughs> so come to Etch. You can find information at etchconference.com. And that's for you, whether you're preschool, kids, students, preteen students, um, or family ministry, there's something for you at Etch. Get it soon. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time in the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.